politics Some culture and craft beer Politics And that is why you're here Politics Adam's up Welcome to Pottoms Up. Fred and Blotto discuss the politics of today, the culture of our lives, and the beer of our state. Welcome and Pottoms Up. This is episode 49. Happy New Year's to everybody. This is our first episode of 2020. It is. We got a uh, full house tonight, so we'll get that moving along. We got the usual suspects, Blotto across from me. Hey there, Fred. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Knobs to the right of me. Hello. And we have a returning guest. <laughs> She's avoided us for quite some yeah, time. Yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. Half pints back in the house. Hi, how are Good. you? Good. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year. And we have two special guests today. Special guests. Uh, special guests. Yeah. All <laughs> guests are special. Com- <laughs> compared to the crew, Except you guys me. are special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Well, after so many, are you still a guest? I like, might have got. The, I wasn't. I was bumped out of it guests. It almost feels and like you're been, a guest now. It's been so long, I might be a yeah, guest so, again. Yeah, you might be I got to earn my place. <clears throat> First of all, we have a friend of ours, Nate Hamblin. Hello. And uh, we have Brian Porter. What's up? Not much. Happy New Year's to you both. <laughs> um, today we're sort of veering off our regular uh, MO. We're probably going to park the politics for a day and just try and enjoy the beginning of the new year. Um, <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna ask if, 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 if our guests, you know, wanted to throw in a fuck Trump or something. <laughs> All right, like that. You well, know, we'll start there. Welcome, <laughs> but you know, but they're also in the music business and. You know, being in the music business, you guys are trying to bring people together, <laughs> appeal to more people, right? So, yeah. you know, maybe politics isn't the best way to go about doing that. So, I, Also, I, though, like, the music scene that, like, I'm familiar with, everybody's so obnoxiously liberal. Like, <laughs> like, like I, I'm left-leaning, but there's, and I'm not, you know, saying that there's anything wrong with activism, but, like, it's just, like, shoved down your throat. It, it feels like if you're... If you don't have a certain ideology, then like you might as well not say it. Yeah, <laughs> it, you know that's that is something that I I didn't put in to my notes, the political aspect of being in the local music scene, but yeah. it's it's interesting that you mentioned that. So real quick, uh, Fred, I don't know if you were going to do but kind of lay the land of what what this episode was about today. Um, so um, no, I just was going to drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that's right, the drinking. I always want to get to this. Okay, so let's do that first. <laughs> the drinking knobs. Yes, this is from Shorts Evil Urges Belgian style dark strong ale, and it is strong. Oh boy. Brewed with amber candy sugar, whatever oh, that is. Amber you can candy. never get enough amber candy sugar. Candy? Yep. Amber uh, candy. Amber candy <laughs> sugar. It's, it's pouring pretty thick. Yeah. Oh, um, you know, I, I kind of think. You know, there's so many things that are just about cats nowadays. <laughs> My life. Uh, <laughs> mine too. Mm-hmm. We, Nate we, too. We, yep. <laughs> really? I have two fat cats and my roommate has one small cat. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So we have two cats and then we have a um, a collection of feral cats that are <laughs> sort of oh, living cool. around our house in a garage. Uh, 
and you know my fiance has like a whole side business of cats sounds lucrative it's not I, 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 I've talked about this before we gotta figure out how to monetize this but we can't uh. anyway so there's a there's cats on the label and uh, they're pretty cool looking they're cute it looks like the devil's devil cat Cat whispering in sad. his yeah. ears. He it looks kind of looks like um, Puss, Puss in Boots. He's yeah. got the Puss in Boots face. I do yeah. like he's Puss. got the shorts logo in his big eyes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what those are. Yeah. Oh, and instead of the angel and the devil on his shoulder, mm-hmm. just two devils. Just two devil, devil kitties. Yeah. Oh, very, very clever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> was it uh, Jane Silent Bob where it was two devils? <laughs> yes. Oh, that's good. Yeah, um, yeah. Initial initial reactions are really, really strong. tasty. It's good. Right, yeah. Nate, you're our first guest, so we'll let you start out. Well, <laughs> it's good. There's a taste I'm trying to figure out. It's, it's that almost, amber candy. <laughs> I get, it almost got tastes kind of dank to me. Oh, really? Yeah, no. like I taste like a weird cannabis kind of. Interesting. Hmm. And that might just be me. Is that already there? No. I like it. It's it's sweeter than I thought it was going to be. And I usually don't like thicker beers, but I would drink that again. Okay. How about you, Brian? Any thoughts? Uh, first of all, whenever anybody describes the taste of something, I automatically think of a scene in Christmas Story where he's talking about the... the of soap. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's a nice, smooth <laughs> But, uh, yeah, this is really good. It reminds me, like, the color for me is kind of, like, misleading because it, it tastes kind of like a, you know, like a triple, like a, a Belgian triple. They're, like, very yeah. yellow, like, very blonde. Yeah, blue. Belgian was, style. Yeah, okay, yeah so it's got that in yeah. it for sure. Yeah, so it definitely tastes like that. And it's not as heavy as I thought it would be like as far as this is the type of beer that would probably have one mm-hmm. one because it's so heavy and two because it's like it's very sweet yeah but if I'm just having one beer then yeah I would definitely have this again yeah I think you nailed it I was trying to think of what it reminds me of it reminds me of a final absolution which yeah. is a triple mm-hmm. the color throws you off a little bit if like if I had my eyes closed and I tried it it would yeah like, I, I wouldn't would have I would have not thought this was a dark beer yeah H- half pint it's good. I like it. I, I agree. I could definitely only have one. It pours really thick. I was a little worried, but it's it's sweet, but it's good. I like it. I'm not a big fan of the sweet part of it. And also, it, it's a little fumey because of the alcohol level, I think. Mm, yeah. So Which is nine, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Nine, 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 nine. <laughs> but uh, for right now, I'm going to reserve judgment. Right now, it's a, it's a meh. I, I'm leaning for me because I think the sweetness is going to mellow out. Okay. And if the sweetness doesn't, if it does out, that, then I'm you then might maybe be able to not. Tip right? the if, if it stays a little syrupy, then um, you know, then yeah, maybe I would go more meh. Nobs? Uh, I think it's for me because you brought it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't ever want to be accused of bringing a <laughs> shitty beer. <laughs> uh, right. No, it's good. I like it. All right. Um. So just to kind of uh, give the uh, the lay of the land here, um, uh, you know, when we're just sort of looking at different cultural topics um, uh, that are part of what we consider to be, you know, bottoms up, uh, we've done a few now on music. Um, I can think of three, right? We, we did Vinyl Revival. Yep. 
We did uh, venues, which I don't remember what the name of that show was, different venues, what our favorite venues are, mm-hmm. big venues versus small venues. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then we did one that was sort of um, kind of on, like, what does the rock and roll scene of today look like? Mm. Because, you know, especially Fred and I in you know, we were living the classic rock world back when it was happening. <laughs> That's right. Get off my lawn. Damn it. wasn't classic then. <laughs> no, it was current. <laughs> it was just rock. And, uh, you know, I don't think we did call it classic. Did we call it? I, There's no way. No, no way. It's not possible. <laughs> well... I don't remember. Classic recall. rock was like Beethoven. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, that hurts. <laughs> uh, so then we we we, we did uh, and so you know certainly uh, the we we've always kind of looked at at music um, as being part of today's culture and an important part of today's culture. Mm-hmm. So in kind of keeping with that theme, um, I was listening to other podcasts and I came across uh, a podcast called Invite the Neighbors. Um, which Brian hosts, and yep. he's the guest here today. And, um, well, Brian, bef- before I kind of explain uh, what it is you do, why don't you do it, because you'll do it better. Okay, <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, I'm i a musician, I'm in a band, and um, I really, about a year ago, realized, like, okay, if I don't play music, I'm not going to be happy. Like, So I need to pursue a career in music. And I realized, like, in order to do that, there's a lot of connections you got to make. It's a lot about who you know. But I'm not a very social person as far as like being outgoing in like large group settings so for me the idea of going to shows and trying to meet people is was like it just wasn't gonna happen (laughs) yeah so I thought oh you know I like podcasts I listen to ton of comedy podcasts like it's all I listen to every day more than music um and I when I noticed like how a lot of bands were promoting themselves because I was trying to take cues from some of the bands that were more popular I noticed that you know it's a lot of just like joking around online. It's like a lot of memes. It's it's not a lot about like who the musicians actually are, and like what the music means to them. Like who are they? Like what the behind the music is just isn't. It's just absent from the way people promote themselves. So I think as a listener, I think it's sometimes hard when you're seeing a band um, that's performing somewhere, whether it's online. You know, I guess online most of the cases, but say it was like in the Metro Times or whatever. It's it's hard to understand like what that band's about, yeah. either from their little snippets, or just you know you almost always have to go to YouTube or try and find some music yeah. to say okay, is this a band that I would like? So yeah. that yeah, so that's like kind of like what the idea was. Like I thought, all right, well, I want to do a podcast because first I searched and made sure no one else was doing what I was doing and uh, specifically, and so I said, all right, I'm going to do a podcast um, where the goal is to let to interview bands and people just within the music community, like photographers, like promoters, um, you know, anybody who was in any way involved, and just let those people show what their actual personalities are, like let them talk about the inspirations for their music, and just allow bands to give their fans something that is a, a more accurate, like fuller representation of who they are. You know what I find kind of interesting about your podcast, and I've listened to a couple now, is um, I listened to the podcast first, and then I went and listened to the bands. Yeah, you know because yeah. you when you see you, you know kind of first impressions kind of thing, right? Yeah. All of a sudden, like 
oh, what I envisioned this band to be like isn't what I right, got right. from the podcast or vice versa, you know? And, and, and so much more of the personality of the band comes through yep. in conversational uh, context. Uh, especially, like, you, you do a pretty good job of kind of drawing that out with, with a lot of the people you well, have. Well, thanks. I appreciate it. Um, like, I... That's another reason, like, why I'm not very good at, at uh, making connections and social It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I am very... I get into a lot of, like, heady discussions, and, like, I, I like... I'll talk all day if someone wants to talk about, like, feelings, you know? Like, you know, <laughs> people, like, they want to talk about, like philosophical things like right. you know things that are maybe heavier topics that aren't really uh, like social norms yeah it's not really conducive to yeah. like a small a talk show. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I feel that talk. oh yeah <laughs> so I thought the podcast would work yeah. and it was hard for you to get there to say I suck at small talk <laughs> <laughs> round and round and round yeah. Yeah. exactly yeah. <laughs> I always ran once I was like this is I thought you know I'm usually pretty honest about the things I'm bad at, but like I thought <laughs> I'd be really good at hosting a podcast because I can ramble on forever, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious. I'm a musician myself, so I, like I know what to ask these people because I live the same lives in, as they do in a way. Yeah, yeah. right. So right, right. It, it's worked so far. And I appreciate you uh, reaching out to me too. No, no, I thought I thought this would be fun, and uh, you said you know about people living the same lives. So we also thought that for this particular show, it would be really great. To also have a local musician that we know uh, uh, on the show, um, uh, Nate, and you're in a band uh, called, <laughs> and I'll let you take it from here. Well, first of all, I would use the term musician loosely with myself, <laughs> being as I'm the least experienced musician in our band right now. But um, yeah, a hobbyist. Yes, you know, just, you know, I'm dabbling in the music you're industry. <laughs> but yeah, I'm uh, from Hip Tuck and Rumble. We're a, a local band from Port Huron. Um, we've been we've been a three piece like our official lineup three piece for a little over a year now. Um, we started as a five piece, and then uh, some changes happened. And uh, but yeah, we're a three piece, and things have been. What kind of music? Uh, I would say would describe hard, it. Hard blues rock. Um, our mm-hmm. first EP is a little. It's definitely going to be a lot different from our uh, next album coming out. We're definitely going in a harder direction with it. Um, it's still gonna ha- it's still gonna be blues driven, but it's as everything should be. Yes, definitely. And that's, <laughs> in Blato's opinion, <laughs> and that's what um, Joe, our lead guitar player and lead singer, he has always been influenced by the blues. Like Stevie Ray Vaughan is oh, yeah. his yeah. ultimate guitar player, songwriter, everything. That's a good ultimate to have. Yeah, John Mayer fan. Oh that. god. Yeah. John Mayer's cover of Ain't No Sunshine. Yeah. Have you ever seen Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> like the crossroads where John Mayer was like playing with Eric Clapton. Oh, god. That was the fucking You know the thing about disgusting. John Mayer, not to step on your conversation no, no. for it. But most people, when you say John Mayer, they think yes. your body is a wonderland. Yeah. You top, hear him with his blues rock. trio, yeah. Yeah. that's John Mayer. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. He's, he's, he's incredible live. He's an amazing live. guitarist. With Dead & Company, too. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. The Grateful Dead. Yep. Like, oh, yeah, they, yeah that, that so as well. Good. So good, it's, 
Yeah, but what you said, everyone thinks of your body's a wonderland. But <laughs> well, I yeah. guess that makes sense because that's it's what's what you playing on the, on the radio. That's the pop. Yeah, yeah, that's the, the popular pop. thing. He's and and he he goes yeah. both ways. He knows yeah. that. He'll yeah. play right yeah. into He's it. smart <laughs> enough to know I can make all my money and then play what and I want. Do what I want yeah. over here. And that's not a bad thing. Like mm-hmm. I don't think he's necessarily selling, selling out. Right. But he's just like, all right, I'll appeal to this group, and then what I really want to do, I'll sneak that into. That's. I think he's like melt. Not turn this into the John Mayer podcast. <laughs> he's like, I'm such a huge fan. Like, I've he's been my top artist on Spotify the last two years, which is kind of embarrassing. But uh, he he's very much like he used to be like very annoyingly like egotistical, and now he has a reputation. Yeah, oh, yeah. he definitely think, has a reputation. I think now he's way more self aware, and he kind of mm. makes fun of himself <laughs> a lot more. And didn't he make a music video where it was all on a green screen? Yeah, it was like one of those you go to the mall and make a music yeah. video things. Yeah, <laughs> it looked horrible. He did go to the mall. Yeah, Robin <laughs> <No, laughs> Sparkles with his friend as like a joke, yeah. and his friend was like, "No, you absolutely have to release that," and he did, and it ended up being like a huge thing yeah. for him. But yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I'm holding your EP. Yeah. And is this you right here? Yeah, I shaved right. my oh, beard off. I want, I want everybody to go look at the Hip Talk and Rumble oh, album God. art. <laughs> and if you could describe to me this number that you're wearing. Oh. <laughs> I wow. Am, so, <laughs> okay, double check. I have. That thing is sweet. I, <laughs> is, that a, is that a snakeskin jacket? No. I a, like that thing a, a shawl. lot. It's so a very, shawl. So yes, I'm, I'm very, okay. I guess... Metrosexual, I guess. Same. <laughs> correct term. So I like wearing like shock. pretty clothes. And stuff <laughs> yeah. Like, that. like I have a woman's scarf as <laughs> nice. a sp- uh, like a spangle. <laughs> it's just the group that we have in Port Huron. We're very open about. Awesome. I would call it confident. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm goddamn confident. Fred, Fred learned a new word, spangle. <laughs> like Is that classic rock? <laughs> I don't think so. Can I swear on this? Yes. yes. Okay, just make it. Sure. There, maybe there was a band called the Spangles. <laughs> My friends make fun of me all the time because like, ever since I've been more open about just openly pursuing music in earnest like i felt more comfortable with myself yeah mm-hmm. so i like i dress more like loud not that i'm a super loud dresser this is right. pretty toned down for me but like i you know enough to where my friends make fun of me yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know and i just feel so good when I do. I'm like, yeah, right? yeah. who cares i feel like myself so yeah yeah <laughs> it's all that matters but that that's doesn't why bother i wasn't you, making then, fun of you i was you like can hang with us anytime yeah <laughs> And that's the, like we were talking about earlier. David Bowie is a huge oh, yeah. inspiration musically and just culturally. Yes. Yeah. And the stuff he would wear and just not give a shit about what anyone oh, yeah. else would think. And that's like uh, our we played a show. I think it was our second show. We played at the Citadel Citadel in Port Huron, and I wore that shawl. <laughs> and, and then after that, Joe's like, "All right, we gotta have a more like concrete look." So we wear leather vests and stuff like that, and you know, whatever. That's the chef. <laughs> yeah, as the chefs, totally. But yeah, I wear I wear shawls. I have the spangles that I wear. Um, like for Halloween, I dress up. So I have a dress that. I, if that, that shawl's retired, man, hit me up. It is. Yeah. Not. <laughs> I love that thing. I got it in, in Arizona. No, not Arizona. It looks like it Arkansas. can only be purchased in Arizona. It was Arkansas. Oh, okay. But and it was. It doesn't look like it'd be purchased. <laughs> <laughs> we don't like take too kindly. <laughs> But yeah, that, after that photo shoot, the shawl was retired from the band. <laughs> well, I think like in in music, like or just in general, like you'll be at a show and 
somebody walks in and inherently you just know that that person is a part of the band or something. Yeah. You know, like it, it's hard to put a finger on it, but there's just like a certain like confidence. Certain sure. air about yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah. I think that. Now, anytime I see somebody wearing a Shaw, I'm going to think, he's They're in the band. band. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's in the band, in a band from Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> Must be the bass player. Must be the bass player. Oh, those folks never get old. <laughs> that's, like, that's like the Napoleon complex of love bands, you know? Right. they got to, like, overcompensate. Yeah, I'm the prettiest one in the band, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't argue with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait for them to hear this. <laughs> But I thought you were going somewhere. Oh, right? was I? No. <laughs> all right. All right. No. Oh, yeah, you know, I just, like, I I was, okay, I remember what I was saying. Like, when you just see somebody and, like, I think that I'm not, like, on purpose doing that. But, when, when I, but you know, when I play a show or something, I think about, like, what I'm going to wear. Well, you know, yeah. I mean? you know like, I, people take photos. Like, how do I want to be represented? Yeah, so yeah you when, have to be conscious. As, a, as yeah. a fan, right, and I'm going to see some people play, I... It occurs to me, like, is this just what they woke up and pulled on? Or is Is it it conscientious in a way that says, okay, this is an image that I want to project? And then, you know, what is is more genuine? Like, Mm. you know, you you look at, like, the the grunge movement. They Certainly, that was always about, I'm just wearing what I wear every day, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But maybe it wasn't, but right? But probably a lot of the times wasn't. A lot of the times it wasn't, right? It's I'm going to wear this T-shirt look. because this yeah. T-shirt, this is you know, what I'm supposed looks to be and wearing. fits and says the It might have started out where the original influence, whoever that may be, was and when I rolled said, out of it. When I said which is more genuine, I didn't mean that the guy who or gal who purposely dresses for the performance isn't any less genuine. Right. Mm-hmm. There this is where I'm 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 genuinely trying to convey to my audience. But I think yeah. that that's their expression of self as an artist. When, yeah. Whatever they happen mm-hmm. to wear. So as a as a fan, Fred, because <clears throat> I said I, I do, uh, when you're watching a band perform, do you think, oh, they chose that to wear? Has that ever occurred to you? No, not really. Because it has occurred to me a lot. I more, yeah. I more or less see it as an identifier. Well, but but consciously, you've thought about it. Like, like oh, I, I, I'm aware of what yes, they're wearing. What yeah, 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 yeah. I guess I just misunderstood what you were asking. But yeah, I'm aware, and and I take note of that. That's what I mean. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, take an extreme example. Like I saw Lenny Kravitz live, mm-hmm. and he, oh, it was awesome, dude. Like <laughs> yeah. I was, it was Urban awesome. and Beyond festival. In, Are we Urban and Beyond? There? Yeah. It was bottoms up, bottoms, bottoms up, bottoms up. I'll try yep. not to spill. I was uh, there. Uh, Which year? For John, uh, two years ago. John Mayer and Lane Kravitz. We didn't stick around. Okay, so I we you went guys last got rained year out, didn't you? For yeah. Lane Kravitz yeah. comeback. We left before Lane Kravitz and John Mayer came out. Oh, oh, that no. sucks. Well, you have, you know what was going on. <laughs> yeah, it was monsoon. It was a we were three, we were three, we were three feet monsoon in Louisville. So much money. It was almost. It was got to the point where you know when something is so bad it becomes hilarious. Like oh yeah. See, I didn't think it was like. <laughs> I think we left during Keb Mo. Oh, but yeah, I yeah. Like, but I still wanted to see. But but Lenny Kravitz came back last year. Yeah. So oh, did he really? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And then the, I felt bad for the people because we only bought one day tickets because I didn't. Oh, we had Sunday's tickets. I didn't care about. Uh, oh, Robert Plant, I think, was playing, and that's what. So me. Robert Plant that's, also came back last year. That's awesome. Yeah. That's what I would have wanted to see if I had. Oh, tickets, you know but. what? I'm gonna rewind. <laughs> uh, Lenny Kravitz didn't play this year, but we saw him at the Fox. Oh. <laughs> 
Okay. So, so I did see him. Completely but, unrelated. Yeah. He came back into your life. He came he into came your life. He came back to Michigan. I go into my own fact check, and everybody freaking out. He wasn't at Bourbon and Beyond last year. You know, it's been a while since I've been here, but I'll okay. call you out on But anyway. It's fine. We'll edit it out. <laughs> no, we won't. <laughs> I say that all the time on my podcast. We'll edit it out. Yeah, it but, uh, but no, like. Back to the original point, like, Lenny Kravitz is the guy that, like, you know, he dresses very loud. But, like, mm-hmm. if you yeah. look at, like, TMZ photos of Lenny Kravitz, that's what he dresses like. Yeah. yeah. You know, so there is, like, this, there are definitely times where I look at a band and they're all wearing the same thing or something. And it's very contrived. And that turns me off. Like, if a band is all, if, and if it, especially if it doesn't fit, like, I saw this one band back in... You know, when I was in high school, I had a warp tour, like punk rock bands, but and it was like the middle of summer in Detroit, and these bands were all wearing like black slacks, like red shirts and black ties. Yeah. <laughs> and they're singing songs about like breakups and shit. I'm like, dude, what does this have to do with anything? I, I get it in one sense, like if a band say like there's this one band I was aware of also that like they would dress like in corporate attire but like their their music was about like this like anti corporate shit right. it was kind of like a oh, like a okay. satire you know mm-hmm. yeah like, that makes sense um, but there there definitely is a, a line there where it can be it can be contrived or it can serve what you're trying to yeah. put out and like I said I as just a call it a consumer right you can pick up on those things mm-hmm. you know you, yeah. you like I said I, I it's it's very rare that I would look at a band and never think to myself, what are they, you know, why are they wearing that and what they chose to wear? Yeah. Almost every time. Yeah, I don't know. I think the leather vest for our thing. <laughs> like, it, and it's like, I wear a leather vest with a, uh, a button-up, long-sleeve, tie-dye purple t-shirt. Because our logo has that purple Oh, yeah, yeah. It. It's not the same color as that, but I think the leather vest came more so from um, Alex Holy Cross from <laughs> from the Native Howl. Because mm-hmm. he usually wears a leather vest and we take a lot of inspiration from them and, you know, he's one of our good friends and, you know, he produces... So does everyone wear a leather vest? Joe and I do. Jonesy wears... Our drummer wears, like, a red denim uh, vest. But, but also a vest. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but it has, like, HDR paint. This mother... <laughs> it's okay. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. This, this is our podcast. We've said worse. We don't censor. <laughs> we said way worse. <laughs> oh, oh, only assume that your bandmates are going to listen. No, don't That's worry about why. the rest of the audience. Because he knows how I feel. This motherfucker wears goddamn Crocs <laughs> to shows, and he drums in them. And like, at first, like he has the ones that have like this, um, like the back strap, the handle over so the when front. He puts it in the back. He's like, "No, I'm in four wheel drive. I'm ready to rock." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, go home, if Dad. Hey. Crocs, you either get laid all the time or never. <laughs> well, he has well, girlfriend, yeah. so. Something's working. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah. behind the drum kit. You can't see him. I've never noticed that. Uh, but I can feel <laughs> it. I can you, feel can feel it. you can feel it. You can feel it. They're staring at the drumming and They're crocs. staring at you. The softer bass drum. <laughs> I can feel the Crocs. It might be a show title. <laughs> <laughs> I can feel the Crocs. Never, never wore a pair of Crocs. Never <laughs> You know what? I gotta get them. They're hitting near uh, paddles. No, cr- they are. They are so comfortable. Stomping on them. Camping. Yeah. But if I was <laughs> exactly, but not drumming. Like, god damn, dude. It's <laughs> an odd choice for sure. He's a weird dude. I, I love that guy. Though. <laughs> uh, so, uh, kind of some of the things I I, I wanted to to talk about the on substance on this show. of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, you know, this is this has all been good substance, but. Um, I have used the term, and setting this up, I used the term 
the local music scene? Because I, I kind of feel like you're an expert, plus mm. you're living it, Brian, and then Nate, you're enough. living, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm but, totally not an expert. <laughs> yeah. but, but, and you're doing it, so yes, yeah. you are. But, but what does the, the local music scene really mean? So, okay. it, it, because, like, the bands that you interview, most of them yeah. are what you'd call local, right? So far, yeah. But does local mean if you're doing gigs in Pittsburgh or Columbus or, you know, you know, Chicago, are you are you local? So where does where does that kind of begin and end on the local scene? Okay, mm-hmm. so this will, if I start rambling, feel free to interject. Nope. Because there's such, <laughs> this is such a complex thing. Yeah. So, like, when someone says just local music scene, that is, like, an impossibly, like, reductionist, like, Which is why phrase. I don't want to use it. Yeah, no, it up that's not, not saying that that's your fault or anything like that. It's very common in the vernacular, you know. But like, right. It, there is no such thing as just the, unless you look at it as a sense of like all genres being covered at all times. Like there's a, the way I look at it is there are tons of individual local music scenes that sometimes like there's intersections, but it's like this never ending Venn diagram sort of thing where there's like intersections, Mm -hmm. but then it's like largely its own thing. So like the one I'm the most familiar with would be, I guess the, Southeast Michigan or Michigan in general, the DIY like punk indie. Emo what, what, scene. When you say DIY, what, what do you mean by that? So that's that, also in your podcast. Yeah, you, you call that out, and you know I, I think that means that you know I'm changing my own garbage disposal. Okay, okay, yeah. You know? See, that's <laughs> I, I was confused at first too. Before, like, I thought Home Depot. Depot. <laughs> right, 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 right. So it's actually it's been around since for a long time actually. Uh, this DIY. I think it started probably with like punk music, but I could be wrong. But DIY, in terms of like indie emo punk, like it, and other bands too, it, it just means that you are either not signed to a label or you're signed to an indie label, aka like your friend who just like helps you pay for records. Um, you know, but you know, not not to dis, you know, no. to no, there's no, no that, that's valuable. That's right. very yeah. valuable. Like I appreciate those people. I'm gonna be shopping a record to those people, but like. You know, you book your own tours. You know, you you play house venues. Like, there's DIY venues is is a euphemism for some guy who lets you play in his basement. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like I have a lot of friends that live in houses where you know they're popular venues and like they they give them names and everything. Yeah. And that's like, like the Schwanken uh, right. Soundset in Port so, Huron. It's, yeah, you, it's a house that's basically. When we a first venue talked, now. you mentioned that. Yeah, and um, I think it, I in one of your podcasts you mentioned it quite a bit. Um, so, Nate, you're familiar with what, what he means by the oh, yeah. basement venues, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, I've, I've never been invited. I, we just met, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, uh, any, no, I any house band, any, any, any house venue. You're just not in not, the right in, crowd. Definitely not in. Well, like, in, like uh, Half Pint was saying, in Port Huron, there's a venue called the Schwank Soundstead. Yeah. Yeah, and we played there in July, I think. It was so... Hot. Oh, it's hot. They need air conditioning it in there. So sorry. But, yeah. It's a house. It's yeah, just it's a, a house. house. And we played in, so it's almost like an old Victorian house, and we played in their dining room, and the everyone was standing in, in the living, living room. room. It's like oh, it's like where yeah. they have like an archway, like it's not a full wall, yeah. but there's like a partial wall with a yeah. big archway there yeah, in the yeah, dining yeah. room, and everyone sits in like the living room or like in the entryway, yeah. and they just play right there. And I know, like, I don't know if some of the places that you've gone to in the basement stuff have had issues with the city 
like the sound, right, the sound. And there, stuff like that. There's definitely okay. So like when you're online, like. Uh, whenever we promote one of those shows, it's always message me for address. There's <laughs> oh, keep it on the download. Never share the address. Yeah. And that being said, yes, there have been issues. Yeah. Uh, like I am gonna open my house up as like an acoustic DIY venue just okay. because I live right. in a little neighborhood. So and being a like, yeah, plugged very in. close together neighbors. Yeah. So like. Um, but you haven't done it yet. <laughs> no, no. I've only been in my house since the end of October. Right. But <laughs> so you're still trying that's to beat at all the uh, three six seven yeah. Thornton <laughs> <and> Taylor, <laughs> right? But uh, that's the where the name of the podcast comes from, though. Is uh, yeah, the okay. idea is like if you oh, cool. invite the neighbors oh, yeah. so they don't call the cops. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> <perfect>. <laughs> Invite Blotto so I he doesn't call the cops just because he yeah. wasn't the invited. name had to do yeah, with give the wrong address. Yeah. That, that yeah, makes so perfect sense. He's yeah. got the house with the music coming out of the chimney. You know? Cool. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's awesome. Whenever I've been to the Schwank, it's like I think their neighbors. Yeah. I think their neighbors. I'm sure they've communicated with them because yeah. it's a house. It's a neighborhood. It's right in Port Huron. Their houses are fairly close together, and I think they've just communicated with them. And they're always. Whenever I've been there, they're just like. Just be conscious because people go out on the porch and gather. Like yeah. between oh, yeah. sets, everyone's packed on that smoking, porch. Smoking, yeah. drinking, yeah. being loud, having fun, but it's a house. He's like, just remember, like this is a Other neighborhood. Live here, like yeah. you can have fun, but you just gotta be conscious. And it seems like their neighbors are pretty cool with it. For the but most part. I think like it's just the cops. It's because yeah. every time yeah. I've gone to a show there, the cops have been driving back and forth. And yeah. They're just making sure it's under yeah. control I mean, for the most part. I've heard stories of the cops showing up and being like, oh, okay, this is all it is? Cool. Rock <laughs> on, you know? Yeah. But what you're saying, like, reminded me of something that I wanted to add to, like, the, this DIY scene that I'm familiar with. Like, it's very, like, there's, like, rules that, I mean, it's a nationwide thing. There's, a there's like, a Facebook group called DIY Tour Posting. So, like, if I want to go on tour, I'll say, like, all right, my band, here's a link to our music. We want to play this city, this city, this city on these dates. And who can help me book, a sh- book shows there? Wow. And yeah. it's, it's awesome. I'll, I'll give you the information. Yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like... Just from my experience, like seeing all that, like it's very clear to me now that there there are rules to this that are, that are generally accepted, widely accepted across the country in this DIY scene, that like respect the space, respect people. They're very LGBTQ friendly. Like they very push that forward. They're like there's a a ton of bands that have like that type of representation, mm-hmm. and they're very much like uh, it's a very much a community. You yeah, know? it's a very supportive, yeah. and it's very it very much like. It allows people to be themselves. You and know, it pushes other that. than just you know, noise ordinances or you know, the, the regular issues that you have with house parties, is there uh, like other concerns? Yeah, I'll tell you my biggest thing I hate about house shows, the sound fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Almost every house show I've ever played, what, the, what, what, the sound is bad. And here's why. It, I mean, you can't expect it to be great. I mean, these are this is just the equipment that people use in their practice spaces a lot of the times. Right. You know, you're not getting like these like JBL sound systems. You know, mm-hmm. you're you're getting just whatever's lying around. And well, aren't you just using your own equipment in that amps? Well, I'm talking about the PA. Okay. You know, you're not the the vocals. I should I should clarify. Like, if you sound good, if your guitar sounds good, you're gonna sound good. Like I pride myself on guitar tone like my guitar tone's always good but like i'll be playing a house show where there's no vocal monitor and i have to stand oh, behind God. the the speakers so mm-hmm. i can't hear myself at all uh-huh. yeah. and like it, when you're playing loud punk music which is not what i play 
that's fine because it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. But me, like, I do, like, I try to have a range. Like, I do falsettos and, like, I do, like, you know, I have range in my voice a little bit. I'm not saying I'm a good singer. I'm just, you know, I rock and roll singer at the, at the end of the day. But, like, if I can't hear myself, it's a problem. You go out of tune. Yeah. yeah so it's Easy. like, I, I kind of just have to, like, when I play house shows, I try to just, just, you know, before I even start, just say, all right, fuck it. Like, <laughs> this is going to be what it is. Let me just put a lot of energy into this so that I have an excuse for being off key. <laughs> you know, but that that's the biggest concern for me. Also, like, there's a sense of, like, there's a little bit clickiness, too. Like, hmm. the How bands, because, like, a lot of times the people who run house venues, they're in bands. And they are friends with bands. So it's, like, you see a lot of the same bands sometimes getting booked together. And, like, it's maybe a little bit harder for a new band to get an opportunity to play a big show. Or, like, if, you know, say my band, this hasn't happened to me, I'm not making an example of, out of real life, but just hypothetically, like, my band is. I have playing, a friend. Right, right. No, <laughs> but for real, I haven't experienced this, but I've seen it happen. Like, my band's been playing for a while, and, you know, you, you feel like, you know, you've paid your dues t- in a sense to where you deserve to start being put on some bigger bills. Yeah. But all of a sudden some band that just started last month is now on this bill because they're friends with someone in the bigger band. So right. there's there's not a lot of... It could be more of a meritocracy than it is. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, that part, I guess, doesn't surprise me. Right. Uh, is, you know, the... Uh, who do you know, right? I mean, isn't yeah, that, isn't that, isn't that part, that's part of... of yeah. I mean, when you... And I'm not just really thinking <clears throat> of... of um, I, I don't have any way to put it, but the local music scene. Right? Yeah, that's fine. But even in just in music in general, you, you know, those bands that rise to the top, you, you know, it's it, talent is definitely a piece of it, but it's only Networking. a piece of it. Yeah, there's a, there's, there's so much so more. There's so many different levels of it. That, that you know. My producer, the guy I'm working with, Nick Diener, uh, we were talking about this because he was in a very successful like punk band called the Swellers back in the day, and uh, last time I was with him recording, like he talked about this idea that there's bands, bands, and then there's fans, bands, mm-hmm. and so like fans, bands are the bands that you know they're good, they're good enough to get the attention, and the, the fact that there's something about them that people latch onto, and then they become the trend and they become the thing, that those are fan bands and they get really big just off of the merit of that. And then there's bands, bands that they never quite get big. And Nick Diener, he said that his band was more of a bands band because they, while they achieve commercial success, like not enough to sustain it. Yep. Like more than like, they're, they're not a band anymore, you know? Right. But other bands. And many people have not heard of them like myself. Right. I mean, but also they were like, you know, late, like 2010 punk, you know what I mean? But, um, they, uh, they would always get brought on tour by big bands because mm-hmm. other bands loved them. So it's like there's a there's a essence of I get that. there's a matter of luck. Yeah, you know, like yeah. mm-hmm. who do the fans decide are going to be the new it band? And also, and if I'm really too much, let me know. But like, <laughs> um, there's I'm timing you. There's plenty, no, <laughs> there's it's actually why you brought you on. <laughs> okay, good. Okay. Yeah. There's plenty of examples yeah. that I've seen firsthand of a Fred band. and I just want to talk about you know impeachment, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, but there's there's bands that like. They get signed to a big label, and then all of a sudden you start seeing all these, like, publications, like, oh, they got, uh, you know, Best New Track, or, uh, you know, all these labels, are all, they're on all these lists all of a sudden, all these blogs, and not to say that those bands aren't good, but 
it's be, a lot of it is directly because their manager knows the people who mm-hmm. work at these places. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. There's a there's a level of dishonesty to like saying that like instead of it's not always like top ten new tracks. It's top ten new tracks that were fed to us. You know what I mean? Like not exactly. Like okay, that, so like mean? if a, if like it's a, who you know. So well, like, but he, he, pitchfork, popular popular publication. Okay, you know. It's impossible for them to listen to all the music and to right. accurately describe like. Oh, who, okay. Who, now I understand. Who are the best new? So somebody knows someone at yeah. Pitchfork. Yeah. Hey, I'm when representing say, this when band. When you said fed to fed to Pitchfork, right? That's yeah, per se. Or, that's or just anybody. one example. That's one example. Like, right. I'm, okay. I'm friends with like a band that is happening. That's happening for them right now. Dogleg, and I'm not. This is not taking anything away from them. I love Dogleg. They're mm-hmm. really good. But like I've talked to them. Like I've talked to members of their band, and they're like. I congratulate him, like, hey, dude, congrats on the best new song from Pitchfork they just got. And he's like, oh, yeah, thanks, you know. And uh, But they also told me, like, kind of like, you know, they told me the ins and outs of, like, what, what happens, what 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 it takes to make that happen, you know what I mean? Right, because like, there's tons of, who, you know, of good and great music out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, right? I mean, it's, yeah. that, it, it's, it's not so narrowly defined that only these bands and these songs can become popular or commercially successful. Right. It, it's it's kind of the road yeah. they took to get there. Mm-hmm. And, again, yeah. for any band that happens to, I'm more than happy for them. Like, I'm not resentful like I think not even a little bit it, no I, 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 I've, I, had, I have to battle Nate with resentful <laughs> I get jealous for sure, yeah. sure. but sure. I don't blame it on them like that's the game you know yeah. they're playing the game like if I was in that position You'd it's not like I, yeah I wouldn't be I wouldn't be turning that shit down mm-hmm. I'd be like hell yeah I'd be sharing it to everybody Yeah, you know so I don't I don't see it as a point to like get jaded or get cynical but it's just like sure. you know it just is what it is sure. You know, so so how would you or even you, Nate, how how would you describe success for your band as it is today? Like what like what what, you know, do you you set milestones in terms of like, you know, places you want to play or what would the ideal be? Yeah. Yeah. or, or, Or is it strictly monetary or. You know, it's it's or is it, you know landing a great gal. Half <laughs> yeah. mm, here. Hi. <laughs> that was even. Say like, success that, already. Success already. That caught me off guard. That whole Nate, thing caught me off Nate, guard. Nate's, Nate's already. Anyway, yeah, I'm I'm good. Check. I can retire. <laughs> uh, you know what? You had her at Spangle. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. Show. It was the show. It was the show. Oh, show. Oh, oh, boy. My love. <laughs> No, so I guess we don't really set milestones as of yet because we're still, like, we're not huge, but we're doing all right. And I guess, like, the biggest thing to date, um, we just got booked for the machine shop in Flint. And Joe, uh, he's been in the music scene for forever. And he was with a band called the OG Perps, uh, Original Perpetrators, and they were like a rock rap band that's such a good name <laughs> it was and they were great mm-hmm. they were so good they were good and uh unfortunately they disbanded and then we started hip talk and rumble and he's been wanting to play the machine shop forever so mm-hmm. this is huge for him so it's a it's a fixture for oh sure. yeah for sure and like being new for myself being new to this whole music scene like yeah, I'm excited that we're playing the Machine Shop. Like, it's yeah. a great venue, and we have friends that play in Flint that are going to be there. Mm-hmm. And we actually, um, are there other bands playing? I mean, yeah, it's going to be um, 
Hip Dog and Rumble, Big Donut, and Loxodon. <laughs> yeah, right. And Loxodon, who uh, I thought you were saying Lox and Bagels. Lox and like, <laughs> oh, that would be big, perfect. Big Donut with Lox and Bagels. Oh, yeah, yeah. Why not, you know? <laughs> we'll have to ask them to change their name. <laughs> yeah, for the yeah night. just for the night. Um, Chris Day. I don't know if you guys uh, know the Tom Toms at yeah. all. Mm-hmm. That was his band beforehand, and so this is his uh, new band, and they're amazing. They are. Um, but yeah, it's going to be three bands, and so. This is a milestone for all of us, obviously. Yeah, but yeah, it sounds it, great. It, yeah. it means a lot more for Joe. Um, I'm I'm pretty much just along for the ride. Like this not is a bad way to be. This is not a bad way to be. Bass player. Put on your shawl. I got my shawl. I'm like, every bass player is along for the ride. You guys are on in one minute. Where's your fucking bass player? <laughs> we choose you. <laughs> There's an ad, I think it was for Guitar Center, where it's talking about microphones, and it says, <laughs> and it said, almost as sensitive as your bass player. <laughs> like, that's so accurate. That's very oh, that's hilarious. Like, oh. Yeah, like the monitor. It could have been any more appropriate. <laughs> right, oh my day. God. I, I don't even know if we want to go there. Especially me. Oh my God. I like this question. <laughs> Is there anything else? Okay. Well, just like for the monetary thing, it's not even like the money thing for us. Like, yeah, it's cool that we, some gigs we get paid for, but other gigs we don't get paid for. And we're like, fuck yeah, we'll we'll still bring our A game. We're still going to rock it out. Um, there was a, we played Oda Supply with Criminal Rock. That's a good spot. I guess, I guess was at Oda Supply. It was awesome. We loved it. We just played for them. Like, they were the only people there. Yeah, and then it was us. So it, like we took turns, but we still rocked out. Like we, regardless of who's there, we're gonna bring our A game and you know kick some faces in. Yeah. But yeah, I think each each show is just a milestone for us because we're getting more experience, we're getting more exposure, we're doing what we love to do, and hopefully one day, fingers crossed, that's. You know that will pay the bills. Comes lucrative, yeah. One of the things that that we have talked about in our previous um, music culture shows is the the difference today for musicians in gaining success, however you want to measure that, as we just discussed, in doing it through recording and doing it through live shows. Yeah, and and the feeling is even on the top tier. It has to happen today through live shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That there's so much more live music money. today because that's where the money is. Yeah. And there's no money in recording, right? I, I would imagine <clears throat> that that's the same dynamic that that, that travels down yeah. through you, you know uh, you know up and coming bands, I, musicians, right? I would agree I mean, with that. Yeah. So I feel like I can answer your last question like along, and that'll yeah. probably connect with yeah. this one too. So like, I think about like. I know, like, concretely, like, that my long-term goal, like, my idea of success now might, is to be able to play the bills, self-sustaining with just music and mm-hmm. my podcast, or maybe being a record producer down the road, like, the more I, like, meet connections, like, meet people in music, but anyways, so right now, even though I'm doing all these things, like, say, for instance, back when I was in high school or back in middle school and I first started playing guitar, like, if you would have told me that I would be... 
recording a record with Nick Diener, who's like from my hometown, ended up being really successful. He was like a hero to us when like I was in eighth grade when he was graduating high school. So he was like, oh, my God, he mm-hmm. made it. He was the example. <laughs> if you would have told me then that I'd be recording a record with him. Wow. Yeah. Playing great. two shows at the Blind Pig in Ann Arbor, you know, like oh, Nirvana awesome. played there. You know, yeah, right. It's great. Yes. I would have been so insanely ecstatic like that. And so I try to keep that in mind. Like, OK, so in that sense. I've had a lot of success from a life experience standpoint, mm-hmm. but where I'm at now, it's always relative. So like now, like, yeah, that's cool. But like, I'm not nearly satisfied with that, you know? And I, yeah. No, that's awesome. I mean, that's the hunger. That's the passion that yeah, you guys play yeah. music for. Yep. And to, you know. But I think that's just like something that some people lose sight of. Like I try to mm. really drive that into my, into myself. Like, John Mayer, did he lose sight? No, <laughs> he went from zero. Like he just he, skyrocketed. But maybe he just did, fine. and then he had to go back and find that. Yeah, again, I think right? that's maybe. what happened. Right, right. But like I, I try to maintain like this a level of humility and a level of like gratitude for for yeah. all of it. Like I just feel like you know I play the blind pig. It's 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 fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. and. Even if there's you know only sixty people in the room, that's a lot of people a lot of to people. me. Yeah. And like, it's just. You know, even though I'm not famous and I'm not like paying the bills, and my takeaway from that, once I split it with the band, was forty dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, like the fact that my life is this and is amazing, and it's, just like trying to look at it as a journey. Like I need to enjoy every single part of the journey. Like it's much more rewarding. Yeah, and like what, and now I just want to interject real quick. Like yeah. the humility thing is a huge factor yeah. for me because. Um, I've only been doing this for two years now mm-hmm. and a lot of people have come up to me and said, you've only been playing bass for two years and you're already doing this. Like, yeah. that's crazy. And I'm always have to remind myself, I, I don't take compliments well in the first place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, just to be like, you know, you know, thank you. Like, cause you always hear those stories about meeting your, uh, like you never want yeah. to meet your heroes. No, exactly. Yeah. Because they're douchebags. Yeah. And, <laughs> they, they are. <laughs> like, all the stories I've heard about, like, this acting, because I'm an actor as well, but like, oh, Bruce awesome. Willis is like a, a huge douchebag. Gosh. Apparently. That's what I heard. That's yeah. 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 So it's like, I don't ever want to be that. He's on the podcast next week. Easy <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, God. He's not I, now. I'm sorry, Mr. Willis. I guess we're scratching <laughs> that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I don't want to ever be that guy where someone comes up and is like, oh, I met Nate Hamblin, and he was a huge douchebag. Like, yeah. my friends know me as a douchebag, but I don't want some <laughs> random person to think Yeah, that. right, right. Yeah, right. But I, I've there's different levels of douchebag. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> there's the way your friends look at you, and then there's the way people don't Strangers, know you look at yeah. you. Right. Yes. What's funny, yeah. like, the last show I played, like, uh, people, you know, came in humble brag, I guess. People, a lot of people came <laughs> sure. in and said, like, oh, that was a great set. You know, people I don't know. And I'm just like, I'm so hyper-conscious of how I'm being perceived because of everything you just said, I mm-hmm. don't want to be perceived that way. And because I am so grateful for everybody that tells me something like a compliment that I get so awkward. <laughs> like, I want to, yes. when someone says, like, hey, great set, I want to talk with them for half an hour. Yep. And, you know, I want to be like, what did you like about it? Like, yeah. what did you, what, I'm so, thank you. Thank you so much for watching. You know what I mean? But do you ever get like after a show 
And like you, you have all this adrenaline just into the show, and then when you're done, you're like, I don't want anyone to talk to me. I want to go outside for like a half hour and just not be around anyone. Dude, it, I've definitely okay. Because my, I get that way, and like my anxiety like kicks up. And it's, it's nice. Just... One thing, yeah. One thing that's nice is <laughs> I feel like, that way after podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, like my, my I have to take a shower. <laughs> See, there, is so... there, there's our douchebag. No, no, that way, we're, we're relating to podcast that way. Whew, I'm Such hard work. <laughs> oh my god. Oh god, god. Leave me alone. Get out of my face, everybody. <laughs> what I do though is like my rig is so complicated. Like I, I sing and like so I have like a vocal effects pedal and then mm-hmm. I have like a big ass pedal board and I two guitar amps, two guitars. So like. As soon as I'm done playing, like I say thank you, and then I just get real busy You're putting but, everything away. Yeah, so yeah. that gives me a good 10, 15 minutes to chill, and yeah. then like I'll, you know, I, I haven't played a ton of big shows where it's really been an issue to be alone, but like I'll go outside, like the blind, when I played the blind pig, you know, I just like got all my stuff together, you know, said hey to a couple people on the way out the door, and I just like stood out there and just kind of like chilled with like <laughs> other people, and some people in the other bands were there, and yeah. it, it's nice to talk shop with. Okay, but yeah. let, and let me kind of, I don't want to say challenge that a little bit, but to your point, Nate, mm-hmm. you, you, you don't ever want to be, you know, kind of have that, that, that moniker of being a douchebag, right? Right. But on the other hand, when you need that time alone, or that time to, uh, uh, you don't want to be depressed. You don't want to like you're better than people. Then, exactly. then, all, then all of a sudden, like when people time you know come important. back to you, they they see you back behind the the venue, and they're like crying oh, into a shawl. You know, great. I did. And then you come across as, hey man, I, I just want to yeah. decompress again. So that's a balance. It's right? a double-edged sword. That is it. That yeah. is. A balance. And usually, what I do is like if. I mean, like, Bruce Willis might have to do a lot of decompressing, right? <laughs> maybe maybe you're not being fair right, to Bruce. Right, maybe you're not being fair to Bruce Willis. <laughs> I've said that, though. Maybe you just caught him on a bad day. Everyone? Everyone. He's had a lot of bad days. All bad days. But usually what I do is, like, if someone comes up to me, and I'll, I'll talk to him for a bit, and it's at the moment where I need to decompress. I'll talk to him for a bit, and I'm like, hey, I'm going to step outside for a few minutes. I'll come back and find you, and we can continue our conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And I always do that because I, yeah. I, 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 I would not be doing what I'm doing without the support of the people of who actually listen. Yeah. Yes. That's where that grabs I mean, I think it would yeah. probably you know, put you into the smoking habit. Like yeah. I'm gonna go, I'm, well, I'm gonna go smoke. Well, you know that's, that's a way to get away that's from people. What it was. We're getting out Bad of that. Bad topic right now. <laughs> <laughs> Quit smoking. The, but see, that's why. <laughs> I was just trying to put myself in that spot, and then yeah. be like, you know what? I'm gonna go have a cigarette to decompress. And, it and I don't smoke. And I never have, but. That is the way. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, you're doing that after every show. Podcast so. brought to you by Marlboro. <laughs> <laughs> we wish. <laughs> Give us yeah. your money. No, yeah. please. No more secrets. <laughs> oh, God. If they send us the next beer, then that'd be cool. Yeah. The Marlboro beer. Marlboro. I'd be smoking. I don't know. Who needs another beer? I do. I got to pee so bad. Me all right. Too. Quick we break. We probably keep her going. <laughs> well, no. We can keep going. Um... So why don't we go to the treasure trove to see what we got coming up next? What a spectacular <laughs> idea. <laughs> we have a quorum. 
<laughs> what did it take? All right. It took a lot. We're all in agreement. I'm going to look at it and throw it to Knobs. Well, it's his beer. It's his beer. Well, we're going to head to North Peak Brewing Ooh. Company. Okay. We've done a couple of theirs. Uh-huh. Yes, we've yes. done this one. <laughs> no. <laughs> Good call. Ooh. This is Euphoria. You see the IBUs on that? Milkshake IPA. Ooh. 6.6%. It's going to hurt. 65 IBU. Was I not supposed to chug it? IBU. <laughs> it says it is sweet, creamy, and coconut. And hoppy and bitter at 65 IBU. For sure. Can confirm. It's gonna taste Hard like no. it's gonna taste like grapefruit juice. <laughs> smells like grapefruit juice. All that other there's no coconut. How we doing, there. boys? <laughs> Let's have a Donny brew. <laughs> Can we get Letterkenny to sponsor? <laughs> uh, Do you watch Letterkenny? Yeah. Oh, God, we yeah. love that show. I'm too drunk to fight. I've just, <laughs> just seen a few episodes, but like, I, See what you did. I, I played hockey when I was younger. So Bottoms like, up. Bottoms it's up. fantastic. Yeah. What a great I show. I love, like, I want to. Bottoms up. Bottoms up. Bottoms up, I got it. To Letterkenny. Oh, you got a nice head there. Mm-hmm. To Letterkenny. To Letterkenny. <laughs> Why do you guys put the... the uh, because it's. I don't know. We've yeah. never done this before. <laughs> that's brand oh, that was just today. That's, that's brand a new, new today. I don't new know. New tradition. Start now. Uh, I didn't. I had mine like, up and he fixed it. They're mindless. Like, they're minions. Yeah, I thought it was. <laughs> sheep. I control <laughs> you, sheep. Sheep okay. Explain. Sheeple. Explain. Explain what you're seeing because, you know, this is not television. So, like. Just like Roswell, <laughs> right? We poured the first beer, and then one person put their bottle <laughs> flat on the table, and then it just started happening. Everyone else's is down. And we've never done that Fred before. That. I, I thought like, it was so, like, if someone, like, because yeah, I talked with over. my hand, so if I knocked it over, I, it would pass. I don't know why. Yeah. I'm not sure we've ever had six around the table, <laughs> and I just thought someone's going to hit the table, and they're all going to go tumbling. Yeah, so yeah. I did that. Just And then other people said, okay. Yeah, we usually have some. And the sheep revealed themselves, <laughs> and they followed the leader. <laughs> Dear leader. <laughs> all right, go ahead. Dear leader. Okay. <laughs> Anybody who's in a relationship and, like, you oh, yeah. find it difficult to, to get away from your significant other and just have a good time, start a podcast. <laughs> well, a, this yeah. isn't working. Uh, this is my house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, this is, this is, like, all the things you would do anyways to, like, try to let loose, but it just legitimizes it to have a microphone. Right yep. It, it, it feels that way. Anyway. Yeah. I'm recording right yeah. now. I'm working. Being productive. <laughs> all right, where are we going now? Yeah. Well, a little bit about the beer. Oh, yeah. Beer. Oh. beer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Knobs, Euphoria, North Peak. What's the ABV? 65. No, no IBU oh, is 65. IBU is 6.6. 6.6. 6.6. Yeah. Oh. Some good contenders. Let's see. No kissing of the sisters today. I. Ooh. Mm. If Go we, for it, Nate. If finally, or it, it, I. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm like all kind of everywhere. Edit. Do you want to pass? Yeah. No, because it, <laughs> it kind of reminds me, like the taste reminds me of the Old Nation M43. Yes. Yeah. It, it's not so hazy, but it, it definitely, it's reminiscent. Pretty hazy. I think it's pretty I agree. hazy. It's I, pulp. I think, yeah, like that, the M43 has a... That's a New England, I think. Yeah, New England. has that this is, pulp. Yeah. yeah. No. So... That's I'm, almost that's almost like the the benchmark. Yes, of IPAs it really is. And, and I used, uh, the flavor yeah. is very similar. Yes, yeah. but it because I used to work for Imperial Beverage, and you can't say that. I can't. We're not cleared from them. <laughs> so. That's fair. I used to work for. Uh, <laughs> 
burial <laughs> beverage. <laughs> Just messing with you, Nate. Go ahead, say it. The people in Turkey won't understand. <laughs> yeah, the Istanbul crowd won't get it regardless. <laughs> But, yeah, That's I, our claim to I, fame, I, Istanbul. Can I, yeah, it's good. I like it. Do you I'll like it? it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's for you. That's a yes. For Nate. That's a hell yeah. I'm not sure I can match this train wreck. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> I'll need um, oh, it, It's good. I'm not tasting any coconut. No, of course there's no coconut in IPA. It's also the same. It's supposed to be. How um, many coconuts have we had on this show? About a billion. A yeah, billion. Yeah. They all claim coconut. I think we had one. One. There was one that had, one that had the coconut flavor. Was that the one that... Uh, Philly. Philly. Yeah. The Philly coconut, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't want coconuts. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants It's it. also not really sweet or creamy either. Mm-mm. It's bitter. <laughs> it's very it's bitter. 65. So yeah. they're labeling what they set out to make, I think, is completely wrong. I couldn't agree more. But it's good. Mm. Yeah. So no, that, like, yeah. That, that's a challenge. Yeah, so I agree with good that. beer, but you just marketed it wrong. I have I have I have reviewed beers that I said I don't like you because the, beers? because of the, what they said it was going to be. And then yeah. vice versa. Like, but it's still good. It's right. not what their goal might have been. So when so, I order it again, yeah. Okay, <laughs> Brian? <laughs> just just, just let it happen. It, it, this is just the wrong can for this beer. Like he's saying, like, hmm. it, there's no milkshake here. No. Uh, is there IPA? Yeah, milkshake. Milk Very much an IPA. It's Very sweet. I mean, mm-hmm. coconut maybe if it was, like, a little bit in the aftertaste. If But... If I hadn't read it, there's no way I would have said coconut. Right. Nope. You know. That being said, I you know never drink water in between drinking Evil Urges, which is <laughs> greatly different beer. Dude, but yeah. like, it's good. But it's I feel like more people would probably buy this if it wasn't marketed as a mm-hmm. milkshake IPA. If they just like just call it just like a fruity a IPA. Yeah. 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 Fruity IPA. I like it, but from what that can says, I wouldn't buy it. Yeah. yeah. Because really good point. I wouldn't. Yeah. And this is right up my alley. Correct. I'm the idea yeah. guy. totally labeled wrong. But we've mislabeled. The wrong way, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. yeah. Interesting. It's kind of a hidden gem. It's North really Peak, up. we're talking to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I bought it simply because I didn't know what a milkshake IPA was. This is it isn't it. And I feel like I still don't know yeah. what it is. I think this says add ice cream on the Well, it has lactose in it. They well, add lactose. Uh, I'm accustomed to milkshake stout, which I am fully on board with and understand when it's the darker beer, when it has the milkshake, it has the lactose or whatever they add to it. That fully makes sense to me. I don't get the milkshake with this. That said, it's good. It's for me. But it is very bitter. I do like it, Mm -hmm. but... I don't know. I'm, I'm in concurrence. I definitely get M42. The, the can too. is misleading. Yeah. Yeah. But I like I like the beer. You, you know, honestly, you know, my history with IPAs is mixed, but this one isn't that bad tasting. It's pretty approachable IPA. It is. It's good. It, yeah. it is. Uh, so there's a balance there between the high hops and the this bitterness. It's going to be such a big beer. Yeah. I, feel. Um, I think the first. I'm, 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 they I'm could have been a contender. Vanilla, vanilla coconut. And I'm no coconut that. for sure. No, I no. think the first taste is hits you hard, but then after that it mellows out. Yeah. I'm kind of picking up like the blueberry pancake. <laughs> no, God. Not. It, there's an undertone of blueberry pancake. No, there's not. Absolutely is. You know, you know there is. <laughs> hey, did anyone have any change on the last beer? Change? I settled on oh. that. I, I, I think the sweetness did go well. I, I think I'm you, going for you're Nostradamus. I think you predicted well, and 
I'm going for me all the way. I like that. Beer. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think I like it. I think that's a beer I can only have one or two. Yeah, I didn't, I'm with you on that. Yeah. I was more for me. I went down to meh. Yeah. Because I didn't yeah. quite finish it, and I'm not known to leave Some beer. of the <laughs> beers that we review end up being situational. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. like a Definitely. dessert beer. You know? Yeah. Kind of all beer for me. Yeah. Uh, like this, uh, yeah. I would have yeah. several for me, at the bar. Know. I get it. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I'm stepping down to a meh for the first one. For this sure. One, this one's a for me. Yeah. All right. I'm I said a side-by-side, side and I want to go back to the euphoria. 10-4, good buddy. 10 to size. Let's get at her. Better, better. Let's up. get at her. Bottoms up. Bottoms up. So, so just a few more questions uh, for our musical guest here. Yes. Um, esteemed. What? One of, one you of the feel th- esteemed? <laughs> We've we have missed failed. our mark. I've never been really played on podcast before. It's really good. <laughs> Um, I, I would. We haven't either. Well, I, 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 was say, I wonder how I would feel if I was on a podcast. Uh, yeah. Um, one of the things that I have noticed in your podcast discussions, Brian, uh, invite the neighbors. Yeah. Um, you often talk about merch. And, okay. Yeah. And and merch is something that. Um, oh, very nice. Uh, as a. Um, as a fan of live music, and I go to a ton of shows, um, they're always talking about make sure you visit the merch table. And yeah. sometimes I do, and sometimes I don't. Whatever. But it, it, it's becoming like a more important part yeah. of the music scene. Yes. And, and, and even at the most local level, right? Yeah. It's still critical. It's. I think it's more critical. I think really? the, the yes. profit margins are the highest with merch. Yeah. Um, like you, you could, you know, feasibly like invest, you know, like a lump sum into the, your first batch of merch, profit off it, buy the next one, continuously profit all the way up until, to the point where you're like just making way more money, like percentage wise than you are with tickets recorded. See, that's yeah. crazy to me. And I would have never thought that. And, and that's what my impression is. I go to the token lounge a lot in Westland. Mm-hmm. They, they do a lot of blue shows and whatnot. Oh, man. And the the merch tent is kind of, I think, how they're making their money, mm-hmm. it almost well, seems like. People love consuming shit. People mm-hmm. love buying mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. You know? And also, like, people who don't go to your shows will still buy your merch if you like if yes. they like your band. Uh-huh. You know, it's not everyone wants to go see live music, but they want to support the artist. You know right. what I mean? And, so and, like, and plus, there's the double whammy there of getting the benefit of free advertising when someone's mm-hmm. walking around with your yeah, shirt, right? For sure. And then they're like, well, you know, what is that all about? You, know? when you sell tickets, you owe the house some money. When you sell a shirt, you don't owe anybody any money. Mm-hmm. You know? And some shows that you're playing, you're not getting paid for. And the only so source merch of is yeah, all you get. is your yeah. merch. And, yeah, it's um, our merch is all handmade right now. Um, Fred is wearing one of our shirts. It's limited edition. <laughs> but uh, might be one of a kind. <laughs> it totally is. They're all they're all, they're one, all of one of a kind. kind. Yeah. Because um Joe's mom and sister makes all the shirts. Like we do tie-dye shirts, that's our shtick, I guess. And um but do you consider tie dye always relates to like psychedelic? Do you consider yourself psychedelic in in your a wee bit? Yeah, like art. Oh. I listen to a couple songs. You know, too too drunk to fight is not psychedelic. No, that's a drunk song. <laughs> so you know, since I'm dating half pint and Fred is her father, I'm gonna 
He is know. not. He is not. That has yeah. never been revealed. It's just fine. Whatever. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about <laughs> it's it. It's fine. I'm just trying to make you sweat a bit. <laughs> you are making me sweat It's a true, lot. but I'm just making you sweat yeah, you a bit. You are. So, I feel like there's been enough that yeah. so, Fred, why, it, Fred it, put away the shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> so our, our song, um, The Great Unknown, yeah. is um, it's definitely about an acid trip. Like, it, it talks a lot about... <laughs> There's a lot of songs like Oh, that. yeah. But it's like, you know... Anyway, so it's about, like, getting into your head and trying to figure out who you are and stuff like that. Yeah. But that whole song came out from an acid trip. So I don't know where I was going with this. I'm sweating Merch. a lot. Merch. Merch. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> oh, the tie-dye. Tie-dye, yeah. Tie-dye. There, there we go. go. I got it. I got so it. we do have, wow. like, a bit of... <laughs> <laughs> this is this is what happens on the second beer. Yeah, often. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just so nervous right now. Oh my god! <laughs> no, but yeah, we do have a, a bit of a psychedelic uh, aspect to ourselves. Um, someone uh, for Summer Bash, they put out a promo video, and they they called us psychedelic blues rock band, hip talk and rumble. So we have a bit of that to us. I, I know Brian's got to go here. Um, one more question for you, sure. Brian and. You know, hopefully it's, it's it's kind of a lengthy question, but that's fine. But <laughs> or you, however you want to characterize it, the local music scene. Again, I'm using that term, and I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Is it a difficult place to play? Is there, you know, when you're and and the same thing with you, Nick. When you're booking gigs, is it difficult to book gigs, or are bars and and venues hungry for more bands because that means more alcohol sales, mm. cover tune. Like, what is the landscape? Because as a as a consumer of this, and I do quite a bit, yeah. I'm curious what what is the the overall kind of competitive landscape look like for it's, bands that are trying to book gigs in any particular market. It's funny because like I just after the last show I played, someone came up to me who was in a, in a band but wasn't playing and was like asking if I could help them book shows, and it's like. So they asked you, if yeah, you, if, because you know so many people. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the thing, man. You got to find a way to know, get to know people. Mm-hmm. Like the more people you know, let me ask it another way. Are which, which is a you you mentioned the Venn diagram earlier? Yeah. Which is greater? Which is a greater circle in this Venn diagram? Bands looking for gigs, venues looking for bands, and then bands you have for gigs. Mm-hmm. Dan's looking for gigs oh, is a much yeah. big... So, so competition is tough. Yeah, and that's why I felt it was so important for me to find a way to like rub, elbow, rub elbows with people and like make friends because first and foremost, like people aren't going to care about your band unless they care about you, in, in a sense. Like when you're starting out anyways, you know? So like, yeah, there's definitely way more bands out there that want a venue versus like you know, the, the other way around. And that's why, like... Yeah, I, I wouldn't... And, again, yeah. I'm just, you know, from the layman, fan, go to bars, love, love watching live music, I would have not known. Yeah. Yeah. And it is, like, you know, like, I, I was the person who, was like, had a friend in a band and got lucky and put on a show, you know, and now I'm the person who, like, okay, now I'm booking a show with... Like, my friends run... I have a couple of friends who run a couple of different, like, promotion companies where they book a lot of bands, especially like bands on tour. They book them with, with local bands and stuff. So I've become friends with people who do that. But if I'm booking a show, I can be like, hey, you know, I'll hit up the, the promoter and let them know, like, hey, this one band, I'm going to do a favor. They're going to play with us for this mm-hmm. show. So, like, so then just, when that happens, 
when you're inviting another band to come on the show, is is the assumption that that band's not getting paid? I don't no. want to get too far into the money side of things, but no, like everything I've experienced, especially house shows. Okay, so like if I'm playing a house show and there's a touring act, the most of the money goes towards the touring band to get them to the next. And show. a house show just being like a cover to, a, a cover charge for the house. Yeah, but it's unofficial. You can't say it's a right. cover charge. It, that, it's, that's it's what I was leading at earlier. Yes, you have to yes. call it a donation. They say five dollar to ten dollar suggested donation for the touring bands. If it's like an all local acts that like the Blind Pig, we all split it equally because there's no pretense that any of us are like famous or anything. You know, if if I was opening up <laughs> for a big band at at the at, at a venue, you know. There would be no assumption that I'd be getting paid anything close to what the main right. band was right. making, but you know you still expect to get paid. At least is there is yeah. there uh, does that ever become a rub? Hasn't for me. Yeah. No. Like like, I mean, like, I've, like I've why you know no these guys are not that good like you know. <laughs> Well, it depends on who's bringing people in the door. Like, a lot of times, you know what I mean? Sell yeah. tickets beforehand. Like, we're way better. And than so, that. like, if my band sells 20 tickets and yours sells five, then it's like, okay, well, yeah. are we going to split this all evenly? But I haven't I haven't dealt with that. That's just a hypothetical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Usually, it's pretty amicable. Like, a lot of people are really awkward and they don't want to com- have confrontations anyway, so they just deal with whatever happens. That's why I let Joe do all the confrontation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah. I mean, one of the things I notice about your podcast is that. Um, you don't ever often talk about the money. Because there's not a lot of it yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, with other bands. And oh, they, yeah, you, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like you, you know, what do they get per gig? Or, oh, yeah. And that's as sensitive as, like, I don't know what Fred makes. He doesn't know what I make, right? It's, second, Off the it's, podcast. it's not even important. Yeah, yeah I, I was just going <laughs> to say that. We don't even that. care. Yeah. That's like, I feel like for, for most musicians who are in it for the right reasons, that's the last thing they're worried about. Like, we're, yeah, that's cool. we're doing this because... We love what we're doing. We like performing. We like, you know, people's, like, I'm a very emotional person. So when people sing my lyrics back at me, that just makes, oh, yeah. that makes my right. night. Right, when that they know your, your lyrics. You yeah. know, that, that's cool. That's really, really cool. You have to strike a balance, though, because you don't want to get screwed over either. True. Mm-hmm. Correct. Because, like, if you're not paying attention, people can take advantage of you. So mm-hmm. you have to so have, like, this you're, you're balance doing a nice business. Yeah. It's a weird yeah. balance. Yeah. Without giving up, like, the, the, the soulful aspect that was what got you into it in the first yep. place. Mm-hmm. For sure. Cool. I don't know. <laughs> Why are you looking at me? I'm not. I'm just, I know he's got a good <laughs> job saying. Brian's got to go. Brian's got to run. We should sort of do a wrap up, Um, or let him go, and then we can do our wrap up because we don't know how long that's going to (laughs) run. Okay. So. So we'll take a short break, and uh, we'll get Brian on his way so he can go do his podcast. Yeah, podcast (laughs) called "Invite the Neighbors." Yes. Shameless plugs. plugs. Go now. Go. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, most most platforms. It's on. And your band? Band band is called In a Daydream. Uh, It's. On Instagram, it's like at underscore in a daydream. It's on Facebook in a daydream. Um, but you know, follow us on there. All the podcast stuff is at invite the neighbors. So sweet, yeah. cool. cool. All right, thanks, Brian. Thanks. Thanks again to Brian Porter of Invite the Neighbors. Uh, really glad he made it out today. It was about an hour drive to come uh, cross pollinate with the Pottoms Up bunch, but it was a lot of fun. Especially with the technical difficulties that we had. We had a bit of a delay. <laughs> Not our whole bad. system our whole system went down. <laughs> New equipment had to be procured right away. Yeah, uh, that was kinda of crazy the beginning of this. Yeah, I thought Who knew I wasn't, I could just die. Never heard of it. 
<laughs> that was so awkward. Went nowhere. Anyways. <laughs> what were Nate and I talking about? That's what I got to remember. When? <laughs> to get into this about his favorite song or whatever. Well, like, I, what? I, what's your favorite song? <laughs> oh my god! No, no, <laughs> right, your favorite what it song. Was. It didn't start with the favorite song. No, talking about like the music video, no, the music EP. Video. This came out. All right. Well, no, no, that's not how we got there. We'll, we'll get there. We're getting. We're getting. We're getting. We're getting. We're getting. Here's what we want to do. Blotto. <laughs> You're blotto. You are blotto. All right. So now we're gonna. Oh yeah, like it's all on me. <laughs> No help from the rest of the room here. You notice that? We're trying to. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not giving me any help whatsoever. He's trying. Go what for I, it. What I would like to do, though, is to jump back to HTR and talk about some of the things they got going on. Because when Brian was here, you know, we... <laughs> You're whispering, making me all effed up. <laughs> Oh, Nate! Yo, oh, oh, Nate! I had a question I was <laughs> yeah, going to ask you, but what sure. was that question? <laughs> so, where we got into what was your favorite song of the EP? That, okay, that, so that's we, what I, I want to bring it back to that. So we first started with um, the whole fact that we just released a music video. No, that's Our not where we started. <laughs> no, it started. It started oh, with that. Is and where, it, that is where it started. Yes. Yes. And then it moved to the EP because <laughs> that song is on the EP. And then you okay. asked what song was my favorite off the EP. And then I had a he whole He asked story. that question. I didn't ask oh, that question. The, what the fuck? I don't know. That's not where we started going with this. Can not... we ask that question, though? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we t- we released our first music video for uh, Too Drunk to Fight, which is uh, off our first EP, like our first recording ever, uh, self-titled. You can find the video on our YouTube channel that we just started, and you can also find it on our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash hip, tuck, and rumble. It's Terrific. A, it's, a, it's a great music <laughs> video. We had a lot of fun doing it. Um, we had everyone pretty much in our community come out and support us and be in it, and it was it's better than I thought it would be. I was be. looking for familiar faces. You see, you saw me. Uh, yes. Kind of. We weren't a stupid in it. Mustache I wasn't in it. How come? <clears throat> okay. I invited you. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. I'm gonna say this so. is a long time ago. You guys have a recent EP as well, right? Yeah, it's actually um, it's been out for almost a year now. Um, we have four that songs. On, yeah, I know. It doesn't feel that long. Excuse me, but it's our self-titled EP, Hip Tuck and Rumble, and. Um, but we're hoping to get into the studio this coming up mid-February, end of February, um, to record a single at least and then start working towards a full-length album. Um, you can find that EP on iTunes, Spotify, Google, Amazon. I think pretty much anywhere you can find music, it's, it's there. Is there a particular song on the EP that you... Is considered maybe not your favorite, but one that might mean something to you. Or um, two of them, like the, my favorite <clears throat> one, I'll, I have a story for. But "Undercovers" was our first song that we wrote together, and that was our first song that we wrote as a five-piece, and then we carried that over to the three-piece. Now, uh, and that's "Undercovers." <clears throat> Excuse me, it's more of our traditional blues song. When I ask 
when I think of songs that I want to hear from a band like what you just asked, mm-hmm. Fred, it's what songs do you think are typical of what the band represents? You know, because Ooh, yeah. because if, if I'm trying to, you know, to determine whether or not I like this band or not, right. I want like their atypical song. Um, you know, I'm yeah. sure if I, if I thought about big bands, there are atypical songs that, you yeah, know, that makes you know are kind of the moniker. And, and the reason I say this is because when I, I, I listened to the and saw the, and watched the video mm-hmm. of Too Drunk to Fight, um, I don't know if that's atypical of HTR. No. Right? Right? Like, yeah, definitely. Is that fair to say? I, 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 I think that's fair to say. You know, it's a, it's, it's a fun song. It's got some really cool lyrics to yeah. it. And the video is, is entertaining. But then when I went to other songs, um, Undercovers was one. Yeah. The, um, there was another Great one. Unknown. Great Unknown. Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah. Um, you, you know, I, I thought, okay, <clears throat> this is really more of what the band's about. Yeah. And don't assume that, you know, Too Drunk to Fight is, is you know, and that's, you know, what the band is. That's totally fair because uh, we picked Too Drunk to Fight because it was a fun song and we had a fun idea for it. Yeah, yeah. And it also... It we, lends itself to video. Video, yes. 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 It definitely does. Yeah. And we felt like it was a good way to connect with our fans, like... like we're we're human too i don't want anyone maybe that's my connection (laughs) yeah Yeah. like it's put them up um foo fighters is they're one of my favorite bands of all time and some of my favorite music videos by them are Mm -hmm. them dressing up they're goofy yeah they're wearing wigs and like dave Grohl as a girl Mm -hmm. on an airplane it's it's funny and it, it connects I feel like it connects fans to the band, so that's why we picked that song. But Undercovers, for sure, is definitely more of our pipeline. Yeah, okay. Our EP was very experimental in trying to figure out our sound. And so, along with Undercovers, Call to Arms is probably one of my favorite songs um, because it's a heavier song, and there's a whole crazy story that goes along with it. So, Joe had this the beginning riff for it forever and we get into the studio and alex holy cross is helping us kind of write this trying to you know give us some pointers of where to go with it and it got to the point we were starting to write lyrics and we're like okay what can we write lyrics about and i'm big into norse mythology so i'm writing some norse stuff about you know odin and shit like that Uh Yeah, exactly. Very, like, immigrant song reminiscent, but, you know, trying to be different. Um, And then Alex started showing us videos of this place in California called Bohemian Grove. And it's this place that a lot of politicians and, like, I guess there's even big musicians and actors that go there. And it's been around for years. And, like, the Bushes are a part of it, the Clintons. And there's mock sacrifices. Um, <laughs> mock sacrifices. Yeah. I, so of I, like chickens? No, humans. So Mock. <laughs> mock. Um, so Even a mock sacrifice of a human is really bad. Yeah. yeah. This is bad juju. So we, I'm pretty sure we're on some FBI watching this <laughs> or whatever. But um, so Alex has shown us these videos. There's a video of Alex Jones sneaking a camcorder. <laughs> Alex there. Jones. Right. <laughs> So he's showing us this stuff. Didn't we vow there would never be an Alex Jones mentioned on Pops Up? 
I thought we, I, maybe, maybe not. You'd have to check with yeah. Nas. Well, I wasn't privy to that info, so. But there's there's some <laughs> stuff, and he was showing us some videos, and I was getting freaked out. Because, <laughs> like, Illuminati shit, is, it just freaks me out. So, we uh, stopped, and we were watching something else. So. Cat videos. <laughs> oh, God, that's my happy place. So, um, Alex's house is... Uh, it's located by the recording studio. So he went off to bed, and it was me, Joe, and Jonesy sleeping in the recording studio. And there's a separate room. Anyways, so Joe and Jonesy were in one room on separate couches, and I was in another room on a couch. And Jonesy was already sleeping, and I was getting ready for bed, and I hear Joe go, Nate, why the fuck are you playing this? And I'm, I said, what are you talking about? And I go in the other room, in the video we were just watching about Bohemian Grove was playing. Yeah. And I said, that's not me. <laughs> and so it plays for about 30 seconds. And then it changes to another video on Bohemian Grove. And it plays for a few more seconds. And then it switches to one of Alex Holy Cross's video, Thunderhead. Uh, the Native Hall. Thunderhead. And it pauses on Alex's face. And it stops. That's it. And we're like, okay. Alex, <laughs> Alex is fucking with us. He's being an asshole. Whatever. So the next day he comes over and we're like, haha, nice joke, you know, fucking with us last night. And he said, what are you talking about? <laughs> and we're like, you were playing the video and it stopped in your face. And he's like, that was not me. So we're like, oh, shit. <laughs> CIA knows about us. They want to kill us. We're going to write a song about it so they can, you know, have a bigger bullet on, you know. Uh, well, plus you got to get out to the public so, so the public they know. Got to spread exactly. the news That's about right. these mock sacrifices. That's right. So if the FBI does go, CIA comes after you, then it's all out there. And, you know. the, yeah, there would right. be so many people who listen to our song. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was a weird night. and <laughs> We weren't even drunk. Like, that's the weird part. That'd be a great song title. We weren't even drunk. <laughs> That's <laughs> trying our, to explain that was something our away. Title for too drunk to fight. Oh, we was it? The <laughs> funny thing for our intro for the EP, where it's like us talking and stuff like that, we were actually drunk in the studio. <laughs> we uh, Alex brought like a whole big thing of Mohawk vodka. Wow. And we <gasps> destroyed that thing, and we're just talking. <laughs> And Alex has... I'm um, nauseous just thinking about it. It was disgusting. But Alex has an American bulldog named Django. Mm. And at one point, Django stole the bottle, <laughs> bottle, and Jonesy was drunk trying to steal it from him. He's like, give it back, it's mine! <laughs> so we were actually I'd let the dog that. have that. <laughs> let Django have it. Yeah, you know, it's fair. It's Django. <laughs> Django being the native how dog. Yes. yes. Yes, I know who Django is. Yes. Yeah. Great movie, Django Unchained. <laughs> Great story, man. <laughs> no, I, we enjoyed I it. We enjoy it. No, I know. It was awesome know. stuff. It's cool that the song would have so much behind it. You yeah. You know what I mean? Because a lot of songs, I feel like <clears throat> songs nowadays don't really have a crazy story behind it. Like, on. Or you don't know. Or you don't, yeah. Right. Or you like, don't how, know. Like, how else would you know? Or then, like, you know, uh, Summer of 69, it was actually about, you know, sex. Yeah. It's Whole Lot of Love by Led Zeppelin. I did not realize it was about sex until... Do you know it wasn't months. their song? What? <laughs> 
Uh, <sighs> Mine just blown right Yeah. Now. Uh, I got You're dealing with Blatto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the old blues artist. It's 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 an old blues. Song. It is. Okay, because yeah. I know they did. They did a ton of that. Yeah. And they didn't give credit all the time. Really? They were not very good about that. Mm, yeah, they, they, sons they, of they, bitches. Yeah, they took a lot of old blues stuff and, and, and kind of, you know, massaged it into their own sound, but didn't give credit. Uh, a whole lot of love is. It's not Robert Johnson, but it's it's like. But it is an old. It blues goes song. way back. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I I like I like songs like that that are very. Um, they don't come right out and say like this is about. Oh yeah, yeah. You know whatever it is, I like songs like that. Yeah. All right. Well. What I think we're going to do is uh, use that as the outro, right? I think that's the final. Whole lot of love? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, we're not going to give them any credit either. the rights to do that? No. You know? Can we? No. <laughs> well, I think uh, Knobs with his magic over there can make it happen. and uh going to be played live. Huh? It's going to be played live, right? Yep. Yeah. Just yeah. the bass. Down to just bass. Yeah. Isolated bass. Yeah. I'll get you my guitar. <laughs> just use the top four strings. <laughs> I've done it before. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Cool. Cool. <laughs> cool story. Yep. Cool story. Great stuff. Thank great you time. so much for coming. I hope you had fun. I had a blast. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> My side still hurts from laughing. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. What, the, what the rest of the world will never do. No, yeah, oh my God. you'll never know. I can't remember the last time I've laughed that hard. I was, I was crying. <laughs> I need a blooper reel. Oh, oh God. yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, real quick before we cut, can I uh, just pitch some, some of the upcoming shows that we have? Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. I wanted you to, please. Oh, I know. I just didn't want to forget. Just Willie be- Dixon and Muddy Waters. <laughs> oh. Willie Dixkin? Dixkin? <laughs> Dixkin? <laughs> Dickens. 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 What is his name? Diggins? Willie Dixon Dickens. wrote Dickens. <laughs> Willie Dixon wrote Here we go again. Say it, say it, say it before it happens. Just say w- it. Willie Dixon wrote You Need Love, recorded by Muddy Waters in 1962. Oh, okay. And that's it, it when you listen to Whole Lot of Love, it's almost the exact same tune. Okay, so they just kind of like reworked well, it. Well, Zeppelin got mashed it or whatever. Zeppelin got sued for Stairway to Heaven. Yes, they yes. did. And yep. that was in the courts forever. Ever. Yeah. They just, uh, uh, it, it looked like it was settled and then it wasn't settled and then settled and not settled. And then, have, it, have you ever heard the song by Spirit? Yes, I have. So, what do you think? I think Zeppelin ripped them off. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely the ripped they, them off. They Randy found, California. Yeah. They found an even, even older song that sounded like the beginning of Stairway to Heaven. Mm. So it's I, I, crazy. I, it's a lick that has been used time and time again, I think. And, and, and that's kind of like with a whole lot of love going way back into the early yeah. 1960s with people like Willie Dixon, Dixon. Dixon. Dixon and <laughs> Muddy Waters. <laughs> All right, you were well, wrapping it up. But I, that, I think. <laughs> go, oh, go Plug ahead. your shows. You're, you're so. upcoming. Everyone, listen. All right. Upcoming dates. Upcoming we're we're going to be serious for a minute here. <laughs> Please go out and see these guys. You will have a blast. <laughs> January 18th, we're going to be at the Emerald Theater at the Rock Room with the eclectic uh, Reverend Robbie Schwai, the Dead Serious, and us, HDR. Um, $10 a ticket. January 24th, we're going to be at the Machine Shop in Flint with Big Donut and <laughs> Loxodon. 
And then uh, February 26th, I don't know if you guys know about this, but it's the Buamis in Port Huron. So Buamis are the yep. uh, Blue Water Music Awards. Oh, cool. And we're up for three awards, Best Original, Best Export, and Best Album. Uh, we're not actually playing at the show, but we're playing at the after party at Lynch's. And you can vote That's for those guys. That's more important. The after yes. party's way more where, important. Where can yeah. you and you guys be, can vote. Yes, where, where can, can they us. vote, though? Um, on the uh, Blue Water Music Award Facebook page. Facebook page. Yeah, yeah, they posted a link. It's just like a quick survey. I'm voting straight party. <laughs> that's, that's fair. And you can vote every day. Yeah. Um, every 24 hours. I, I think believe. it's something I voted like that. again today <laughs> for myself. Homer. Very, very vain and want to win. We won Rookie of the Year last year. Okay. So it's very cool. Nice. Yes. Congrats. It's we, a cool event, too. Yeah. And yeah we get it's to really fun. Promote, or we get to present the award for Rookie of the Year right. this year. Yeah. It's at City Limits in Port Huron. Mm-hmm. We know that. No, city it's limits. not. It's at City... Oh, f- Flat. City Flats. City oh, Flats. Okay. We yeah, not City Limits. Different. Not City <laughs> Limits. Different. different place. Still in Port Huron. We like that place, too. We like both places. So another, Props to both. Oh, yeah. But it's at City Flats. City Made flats. us all happy and funny. Yes, it did. <laughs> all right, well... <laughs> And on that note. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're not watching Letter Fred, Kenny, you need to. Okay. Yes. Bottoms up. Bottoms uh, up. Thank you, guys. Yep. Out. Something for free To be a taxi Never home, always alone Like a ghost beside me Give with one hand And take with the other Let's keep us undercover Circle 
making time Keep us undercover 